If you came to exalt the Lord, not to look at anyone, not to check anyone out, but if you came to exalt the Lord, help me give God your best praise. Amen. Thank you, choir. Thank you, Francis. Thank you to all of you. As we remain standing for the reading of God's word, we want to get right into God's word. This is the fourth and final message in this series of messages that God has given us that is simply entitled, This Is Us. Have you been touched by the word of God? these past several weeks. Amen. Very special thank you to our media ministry for doing such a phenomenal job with the little mini-series that they've done, and it has reached thousands and thousands of people. Thank you for allowing God to be creative in you. The text that we've shared throughout this series is 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verses 7 eight and nine. We have chosen the New International Version as the translation for this text. The NIV translation, 2 Corinthians 4, 7, 8, and 9. Hear the reading of God's holy word. The Apostle Paul writes this most profound passage. He says in verse number seven to those in Corinth, he writes, but we have this treasure in jars of clay okay, to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. Pause for a minute. Tell somebody it's not about you. Verse number eight says, we are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, <laughs> but not destroyed. He, here is the message, this last message. The last clause of this last message is the subject for this message. Look at someone and say, struck down. I tell them, knock down, struck down, but I am not destroyed. Clap those hands. Take your seat and give God a hand. Subject for this message is struck down, but not destroyed. Amen. Listen, for, as you know, for the last Several weeks, we have made reference to the wonderful television show that inspired this series. It is a very popular show that have just concluded its third season, a fictional drama that follows the triumphs and the tragedies, the ups and downs of a very unique biracial family of three siblings, one of which was adopted at 
birth same as what the other twins were born same day and raised as their own child and two wonderful parents as you could tell I really enjoy this show and have enjoyed the seasons perhaps one of the reasons why I enjoy it the most is that it reminded me of the fact that none of us are immune from life's problems. We all have our ups and downs. Amen. If you say you don't have ups and downs, then I say you're lying. Can I say that in church? I guess I just said it. <laughs> because everybody goes through ups and downs, good days and bad days. All of us have times in which we celebrate our families, and then all of us have times in which we can throw some of them away. Can we just keep it real? I told the church for the past four weeks, you're not the only one that got some mess and some jacked up family members. And I added this morning, I guess I need to say it at 11, and the truth is some of us are jacked up. But somebody shout, this is us. I love that show. Pastor Lawson and his wonderful wife, Pat, went to New York over the last week. And they gave me something that I opened after the 8 o'clock service. And it is a magnet that simply says, this is us. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, Pat. I will put this in my office so that it can remind me every time I start feeling sorry for myself and think I'm the only one that's catching it, then I need to look at this and say, no, this is us. Because all of us have struggles. All of us have things that we all go through. Am I right about it? Why is that so important? Because it reminds us, it should remind us, that we cannot afford to judge anyone. We should not be so judgmental about other people's issues. Your issue may not be the same as others. In this family on the TV series, they all have different issues. Uh, the young lady, the daughter struggles with her weight. The brother struggles with the drug addiction. And he was an athlete who thought he would be an NFL quarterback and broke his leg. And the other brother, African-American brother, Roland, my wife's favorite character, Roland struggles with all kinds of issues. She, she tells me I don't like Roland because he cries all the time. But he, he's, he, he struggles with all kind of internal issues. that he's, he's a nerd, and people picked on him while he was coming up. So what it reminds me is that your issue may not be my issue, but listen to this. Tell somebody it's an issue. You're not immune from issues. We all have our own personal struggles, our own personal hardships. And I think it is so important, particularly for those of us who claim to be people of faith, that we are very tolerant of others and we allow folk to, to, to work on their issues with God because 
I said to the church this morning, you are either doing two things with your hand. One is pointing your fingers in judgmental uh, attitudes. The other is folding your hands and praying for somebody. So ask somebody, are you pointing or are you folding? Because I'm convinced that you can't do both at the same time. Those who point, don't fold. And those who fold, don't point. We ought to pray for each other. And, we, and because one of the things I must confess that concerns me about the times that we're living in, even with those of us who are people of faith, is because we've become so judgmental. It is our way of no. We have no room for different opinions. We have no room for different thoughts. I was reading last night. I've become fascinated with the history of Catholicism. And quite honestly, I, I've seen the series on CNN about the Pope, and it has, made, it has gotten me fascinated. I've been reading everything I could about it. I read an article just on last night. And one of the things that disturbed me is that the author of the article, which is a Roman Catholic bishop, wrote this article, and it was fine until he got to the point by saying, we are the only true church. And I said, whenever we hear that, that's problematic. Because, and I'm not just talking about them. God knows some of us do the same thing. Some of us think we are the only true church, and we are the only ones with divine revelation. And we, as if heaven is that small that only your handful of folk that believe like you are going to occupy all of heaven. God is not limited to our own lack of imagination. And so I am convinced that heaven is law. And I don't know, and people, and I say this all the time, and quite honestly, I've had discussions with great theologians who are friends of mine and Bible professors and others, and some of them agree and some do not agree. And they all ask me all the time, who's going to heaven? And I've had folk ask me, or Jewish people going to heaven, or Roman Catholics going to heaven, Muslims going to heaven. And, and I answer the same way, and it always gets me in trouble. I say, I am not God, and I am so glad, but I am convinced that when you get to heaven, if you get there, you will see people you did not think would be there. And you would miss people who you thought would definitely, am I right about it, be there. The old folk put it this way, Bradley, everybody talking about heaven. Y'all don't know that song, do you? Excuse the grammar, but ain't going. They had it right, even with their limited theological education. They knew that everybody who talks a good talk are not always going to walk the walk. And I am so glad that God gives us the Holy Ghost imagination to allow God to do his job and allow God to set his standard that are not always our standards because God says his ways are not our ways and as high as the earth is from heaven, so are his ways from our ways. So you've got to let God be God. And your job is to make sure one person get to heaven and that's you. 
The others you can pray for and you can fast for. But when it's all said and done, you've got the responsibility to make sure one eye can I preach to somebody. That you, because with your sanctimonious, self-righteous self, you may all the church you go and still miss heaven. Why is that? Because God knows what he's doing. And what it says to us, and that's why the Bible so emphatically teaches against judging. The thing that's so ironic about Jesus' teaching, some of the things that we think are so important, he doesn't even mention. But the things that he mentioned that we don't really like to remind ourselves are the ones about love everybody, don't be judgmental, and first seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and everything else will be added unto you. Why? Because the Lord knew that our disposition towards others determined our position with him. Can I preach? Look at somebody and say, this is us. Tell them, you're not the only one who's struggling. You're not the only one who's going through something. We all have our ups and downs. We all have times in our lives in which we get discouraged. We have our Jeremiah moments in which in the 20th chapter of the book of Jeremiah, we feel like giving up because it seems like what we're doing is not work. But what God reminds us is not about the forces that are around us, but it's about the fire that's in us, that's shut up in your bones. How many of you know there's a burning fire that keeps you going day after day after day after day? Somebody ought to, this is a good time to give God a praise for the fact that, that, that God is so good and God has given you second chances over and over and over again. And so listen, in this final message, let us once again turn to this phenomenal text and examine how the Apostle Paul encourages these New Testament faith walkers by sharing his personal testimony, the testimony of those that were with Paul. See, Paul writes this second letter to the church at Corinth differently from the first. First letter, first Corinthians, there are a lot of things in there that are doctrinal, a lot of things in there that Paul teaches. But this one is to share his testimony. Why? Because the critics and the naysayers had gotten to the believers and tried to convince them that because they're not perfect, they will not make it to the kingdom. And because they struggle as if God is not with them because they are going through hardships and hard times. And Paul does something he uh, loves to do. He talks about his testimony. Listen from this, from the viewpoint of his weaknesses, not his strengths. Paul, Paul talks when, when, when he talks to uh, Agrippa and some of the others, he talks about he was a Pharisee, a Pharisee. But in this, Paul says, I want you to know you look at me as I am all of this. And yes, Paul was the most perhaps uh, highly educated individual in all of scripture. Paul was a Pharisee, circumcised the eighth day, set at the feet of Gamaliel. Paul had all of the credentials, but he says, let me share something with you. Perhaps you don't understand about me and those that are with me. We struggle just like you. We have hardships and heartaches. 
we get confused and there are times in which we feel uncertain and we have gone through something just because we desire to preach the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Preach, Paul. Paul says, don't get it twisted. Don't get so impressed with my credentials that you fail to take notice of my weaknesses. Because it is through my weaknesses that I am made strong. And it, they have helped me perhaps more so than all of the education that I've received. It's because what God has allowed me to go through has made me who I am today. Everybody can't handle this. But how many of you know that what you go through helps shape who you are right now? Can somebody just, can, can anybody just wave your hands and say, Lord, I thank you for the struggles and the heartaches and the hardship. Because if it had not been for that, I wouldn't be here today. Folk needed to have lied on you because it forced you to pray more. Woo! I feel like preaching to somebody. What you thought would take you out, in fact, took you up. What you thought would destroy you actually made you stronger. And if the enemy knew that it would have the reverse effect, we said it in the last message, if the enemy knew it would have backfired, the enemy never would have brought it to you. But somebody ought to just give God a praise this Sunday morning and thank God for being so good in your life. May I preach this? So listen to Paul in verse 7 of the text. Verse 7 of the text, Paul says that I want you to know that we are, Paul and his disciples, are nothing but fragile creatures. You look at us and we write epistles and we start churches and we preach messages, but Paul says don't forget who we really are. We are fragile creatures. In fact, he says it is in this jars of clay, in these jars of clay. The King James says we are earthen vessels. In other words, who we are are nothing but fragile jars of clay that they shadow when they're dropped. Uh, they are fragile and, 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 and it can be wiped out at any time. But God did it on purpose. Good God Almighty. God could have made it us stronger uh, where we could house all of that and not show any emotions, but God made us an emotional being on purpose. God gave us emotions to cry on purpose. God did it so that when God makes a way, it shows that this all, quote, surpassing power is from God, not from us, end of quote. In other words, if you would have been that bad, then you would have thought that you made it on your own. So God made you weak so that when you endured all you went through, you had to give God some glory. I feel like preaching. If you would have been a little smarter than what you are, then you would have thought that your ability to matriculate through those institutions of higher learning was because you were so smart. But you know how hard you had to work. 
and you've got the D's and the F's to prove it. But through all of that, God took what you did not know and gave you something and turned a D into a C and a C into a B. And eventually he made a B and an A. And when you saw it, you had to say, hold my mule. I got to give God a dance right now. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at somebody and say, you picked the wrong Sunday to sit by me. Because if you knew my story, if you know how I ended up here, I don't look like what I've been through. Don't judge me by this outfit, baby. There were times I couldn't afford an outfit, but I still had a praise. I still know how to give God the glory. When I think of his goodness, all he's done for me, my soul cries out. Can I preach? Should I preach? May I preach? I feel like preaching. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, you are looking at one blessed somebody. Excuse me, I've got to put a 10 second praise on the fact that if you knew where God has brought me from, you'll know how happy I can be. Jars of clay. <laughs> When you see me walking right, uh, where's well, the sound? The old folk used to say, When you see me talking right, when you see me doing my best, it is God that's using me. He used my hand to do the working with. Are there any blessed somebody's that know despite? You being a jar of clay, brother Ivan Carter, you are a testimony, and I love you, brother, because I know your story. Somebody ought to clap those hands and give God your best praise. So Paul goes on. Yeah, yeah. Verse number eight, may I preach this? Paul goes on to describe the internal struggles he and those that were with him often had to deal with. Paul says, don't get it twisted. You look at our outward facade, but you don't know the inward struggles. Whew. Isn't it funny how folk look at you from the outside? And they don't really know how often you cry. They don't know how hard-pressed you are. Paul says, let me tell you something. We are hard-pressed. And he emphatically adds the words on every side. 
we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. <laughs> Our backs have been against the wall. We've been squeezed in, and it seemed at times we will not make it. But we have not been crushed. Then Paul says, we are often perplexed, uncertain, unsure, confused about our own self, our destiny, our identity, everything about us. We've been perplexed, mental stress, but the good news Tell every demon from the pits of hell that we are not in despair. You can be confused, but don't give up. You can be uncertain, but you never give up. So Paul says we are perplexed, but not in despair. Then he transitions to verse number nine. Verse 8 deals with two internal struggles, hard-pressed and perplexed. But then Paul says, on top of that, there are some hostile external forces that have come out against us. Just because you are a faith walker and a believer doesn't mean that demons won't come after you. Doesn't mean that haters won't come after you. In fact, I am convinced that the more you walk with the Lord, the more the haters don't like you and try to disturb and destroy you. Am I right about it? So Paul says, on top of having these internal struggles, we must deal with these hostile external forces that come up against us. So he writes in the first clause of verse Number nine, that we are persecuted. But the good news is that we are not abandoned. In other words, the Lord has always been right there by our side. Even when the enemy came out against us, Scripture says the Lord lifted up a standard against the enemy. They came in one way. They had to flee seven different ways. How many of you confess you've had to deal with your demons? But they did not take over your life. For for every demon, God was right there by your side. God said, go ahead and do what you've got to do. But I've got a hedge of protection around them. They will not lose their mind. You cannot destroy them. They will not be abandoned. I am so glad that in the midst of what we were going through, David puts it like this. He says, as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou prepareth a table whoo, before me. How many of you ever been blessed in the presence of your enemy? God said, I'll bless you so your enemies can see it. 
your next blessing is going to be transparent. God said, I'm going to bless you, so I'm going to give you that house and car and job so your enemy can see it. You don't have to rub it in their face. God will do that. Thou prepareth a table before me in the presence of thine enemies. Then David writes, thou anointed my head with oil. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. When you thought you were alone, God said you had some company. When you thought you were by yourself on that job and it seemed like all the demons are coming after you, what you didn't know is that you had two unnamed, unseen co-workers. One called mercy, other called goodness. I feel like preaching. How many of you know that when you went in there and they were about to fire you, what you did not know was you had an advocate on each side. You sat down in that office and goodness and mercy sat beside you and the man said, I ought to let you go, but I can't do it. And before long, you got promoted in the same place the enemy tried to take you out. That deserves a 10-second praise. Persecuted, but not abandoned. And then, the end of verse number nine. This final clause of verse number nine. Paul declares, we were struck down. Sometimes the weapons land. <laughs> Catch it. Look at somebody and say, sometimes the devil hits its target. Whew. Am I right about it? I will not stand here and tell you that none of the weapons of the enemy ever hit their target. Sometimes the arrows land and they hurt you and they hit you. And they knock you down. Woo. But what Paul wanted these young believers to know was that when they land and knock them down, they will not be destroyed. Who am I preaching to? Here's the analogy that Matthew Henry makes in his dissertation of the text. Dr. Helms, he says, sometimes it is like a first century gladiator. That the only way you win in a fight with gladiators is it's the last man standing. They don't count against you if you get knocked down as long as you get up again. I'm preaching to somebody right now. The enemy wanted to knock you out, but he thought knocking you down would knock you out. Uh, tell the devil you got it confused. Down is not out. Shake somebody's hand and say, down 
is not out. Broke is not ruined. Sick is not death. Sometimes, told the church this morning, you've got to pull a Muhammad Ali against George Foreman. All my boxing fans, when you know your opponent is bigger and has more strength, sometimes you've got to lean against the ropes and just let the enemy punch himself out. And Muhammad Ali leaned, leaned, told George Foreman, that's the best you got. That's all you got. His knees buckled, but he got up again and he leaned and leaned until Foreman had punched himself out. And when the enemy gets tired punching you, God will give you the last punch. All I need is just a few folk that know you've got one more punch in you and the enemy thinks it's over, but God has the last. Come on, Zion. Tell the devil, take this. Let me share something with you. Paul validates this in Acts chapter 26, Woo. verses 21 and 22, the New King James Version. He says this as he testifies during his trial and he stands before King Agrippa. He says, for these reasons, the Jews seized me, the religious leaders seized me in the temple and they tried to kill me. Whoo, good God. Therefore, having obtained. Let me preach to this side of the church. Therefore, having obtained help from God. Somebody say, to this day, I stand. You are still standing because God was on your side. And when the devil thought he knocked you out, God said, not yet. I've got some more I got to do through you. So Paul wanted them to know that the reason they are standing is because they too had the all-surpassing power of God. Woo! We as a modern-day church, modern-day gladiators. Any gladiators in here? I'm here to tell you, Olivia Pope is not the only gladiator. She eventually had to go off the air. But look at somebody say, I'm still here. I've taken a punch and I've fallen down, but I know how to get up again. Knocked down. Stepped on but you're not destroyed. You know how to get up again. Can I preach to somebody knocked down and stepped on? Listen to how Jeremiah puts it in Lamentations chapter three, verse 21 and 22 and 23. Jeremiah says, King James Version, he says, this 
recall. Have anybody ever remembered something? Uh, this I recall to my mind. Therefore have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Because his compassion fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Look at somebody say, I'm still here. Because God's mercy made a way out of nowhere. You should have been destroyed. The enemy should be having your funeral. The enemy has pronounced your death. But the devil is a liar. You've taken his best lick. But you're still ticking. You're still praising God. You ought to take the next 30 seconds and give God a praise that declares I am still here. Where are my gladiators? Where are the gladiators? Somebody wave your hand and say, I'm still here. I've been struck down. I have been knocked down. But I am not destroyed. I still have a praise. You may not have what you used to have, but you've got enough to give God your best praise. Come on, Zion. Come on, somebody. Somebody help me cross the aisles and shake somebody's hand and say, you are still here. You have not been destroyed. We all have been knocked down. But look at God. Look at God. Look at God. Oh, y'all gonna make us have church. Look at God. Somebody ought to put a dance on that. Look what the Lord has done. Stand to your feet. I want to share with you a wonderful and a profound quote that have put an exclamation mark behind this message. One of my favorite theologians is named William Barclay. He's a legendary biblical scholar. William Barclay, as he writes of this text, writes these words, and this represents all of us. Look at it, it says, the supreme characteristics of the Christian is not that he does not fall, you are not identified by how often you do not fall. He says, but that every time he falls, ooh, he rises again. Who am I preaching? Whew. Look at somebody say, got to be talking about me. It is not that he's never beaten, but he is never ultimately defeated. He may lose a battle, but he knows that in the end, he will never lose the campaign or the war. 
So grab somebody by the hand and say, you may get knocked down, but get up again. The war is already won. You, you may lose some back, but you're going to win in the end. Somebody ought to give God a praise and say, I'll get up again. Get up again. All in the balcony. Get up again.
those hands all over this place. Whew. Struck down. Well, throw your hands up and say, not destroyed. Whew. Having therefore obtained help from God, to this day I stand. Look at you, you're still standing, still smiling, still praising the God. Listen to this. As you come to this altar, there's a wonderful song that choir will transition into that Pastor Marvin Winans write. It's an old song of the church, very simply written, that says, I feel like going on. I feel like going on. Though trials come on every hand, don't fool me now, but are there any witnesses that say, I feel like going on? I feel like pressing my way. <laughs> I feel like pressing my way. Though trials, they may come on every hand. Any witnesses in here? Look at someone and say, I feel like pressing my way. Play, play camera, play, play. Woo! Come on, TJ, talk to us and tell us. Woo! Time to worship now. <laughs> Lift those hands and say, I feel. your testimony somebody Going, going, 
just wave those hands in the air. Lord, I feel. in your way. those of you that are joining us by way of radio, those that are joining us by way of internet, you can be a part of what God is doing at this altar right now. This is us. Just like this button says that Pastor Lawson and Pat brought me, this is us. It reminds us that we are not alone in our struggles. You're not alone in the things that you go through. Paul tells them that we all are fragile jars of clay. But God made us that way so that the all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side but not crush. We are perplexed, but not in despair. We are persecuted, but not abandoned. We are struck down, but not destroyed. We're going to get up and shake ourselves off. Go on to fight another day. Just like that first century gladiator, we only win if we keep standing. Whew. Just like Muhammad Ali, you can lean against the ropes and your knees can buckle. But as long as you're the last person standing, 
Amen. In this case, God gets the glory. Ooh. Wherever you are with your relationship with the Lord, God says that is what it takes. The reason Paul could say that so confidentially and so be so confident in his conviction was because he knew where he stood with the Lord. Question that I have for you today is where do you stand? It's not for us to judge you, but it's for you to determine are you where you ought to be? Are you committed to something greater than yourself? If you're interested in the next step, here's this card. The deacons, the elders, the ministers are just waving them in the air. Wherever you are, in the balcony, in the sanctuary, take one. We'll pray with you. We'll pray for you. I even told the church this morning, if you need somebody to come pray personally with you, we will arrange where you can meet a minister and they'll pray with you and for you, for your family. This is not about building the congregation at Bible Way. God has given me the assignment to know that there's something larger than the congregation at Bible Way. It is the kingdom of God. Whew. Because everybody who's a member of the congregation of Bible Way is not a member of the kingdom of God. I would rather you be a part of the kingdom. <laughs> and if you're interested in how do you make that next step, see someone after we pray. Amen. Listen. Though trials come on every on every One more time. I feel like I feel like going on. Press your way. Yeah, don't give up. You're not crushed. You're not in despair. You have not been abandoned. You have not been destroyed. Go try your we thank you we bless you this is not me this is not you but this is us we all at times have felt hard-pressed have felt time of despair we all at times have been persecuted and yes Lord we all at times in our lives have been struck down <laughs> but we are not destroyed we're not abandoned. <laughs> we're not in despair. And we have not been crushed. 
thank you. Thank you, Lord. As we end this series, allow this word to penetrate our hearts. Someone could not get to us today, but through the airways, we are getting to them. Touch right now. Bless someone in this place right now who was very close to giving up, but remind them that they can go on. Though trials come on every hand, they can declare that I feel like going on. This is our prayer, and your name we pray and give thanks. Everybody know that God has already done what he has declared he would do. Say amen. Put your arms around somebody. Say you can make it. Tell them you can make it. If you want to make that commitment today, you don't have to leave. If you want to make that commitment, you want to join the church today. Amen. Amen. You can do it right now. Amen. You can do it right now. Amen. Don't try Look at God. God bless you, young man. That's right. Somebody wants to do it today. God bless you. Amen. This young man said, I want to do it today. Join the church. Lift your hands, everybody. God bless you. Anyone else, you can do it right now. No trials. Amen. Some young man, come in. Come on, Ivan. Yo, put your arms around this young man, Brother Jeff, and others. Clap your hands right now, amen. I feel like going. Everybody celebrate what God is doing. God bless you. Come on, as we welcome him in. Don't trust Just before the benediction, as we stand, I want to especially invite you to this Tuesday night. Maybe you don't normally come to Tuesday night service, but this one is special because God has invited me to do something very special. We're going to pass out all three key points from every message, all four of them, three points from each message. Just briefly read over them, but more importantly, we want to pray for everybody that comes on Tuesday night that wants prayer. Every now and then, God instructs me to do that. Because as we conclude this series, it does not conclude what God is doing in our lives. And if you know somebody, invite them to be back also. Because I think somebody needs to know that they are not crushed. They need to know that they are not in despair. They need to know that they have not been abandoned. And they need to know that they have not been destroyed. And we're going to touch and agree on Tuesday night. Amen, somebody? We're going to touch and agree on Tuesday night. Thank you for being a part of what God is going to do. And then don't forget next Sunday. I, 
I especially feel a special anointing about this message, particularly to encourage single moms and people who've lost husbands. And I don't mind telling you the text is from 1 Kings 17 with the widow of Zarephath raising her son in a famine land all by herself. But her faith allowed her to keep putting her hands in the barrel and God kept making a way over and over and over again. You can identify with that. I know you can, Sister Myers. I know there are others in here who can. So bring somebody as we celebrate what God's going to do. To all of our visitors, thank you. To Miss Newton, thank you so much for being here for both services. God bless you. I've known your family for a long time. You're a wonderful young lady. They're very proud of all the wonderful things that you are doing and you have done. Lift those hands to the Lord now. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We, we count it a privilege and a pleasure to have been here today. Bless us, Lord, as we transition from this service to Holy Communion. Uh, invite us to be a part of taking of your body and drinking of your blood. But thank you more importantly for the word that has gone forth today that will not return void. It is in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. Encourage somebody, amen. We invite you to stay for Holy Communion, amen. Pastor Mac is coming.